Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. On today's show, we're going to be talking about retirement income challenges you might not expect. In particular, we're going to be focusing on two of these elements on the program today. I'm Walter Storholt alongside David Dickens, President and Wealth Advisor at KC Financial Advisors. David, great to be with you again. What's going on? Well, let's see. I um, oh, I know what's going on. This weekend, I'll be in Dallas for my number three grandson's first birthday. You can't miss that kind of thing, Walter. Nice. Do you call him number three? Just oh, no. Oh, okay. I, I call him by his actual name. <laughs> but, you know, he, he's not quite one, so he doesn't know what I'm calling him. Yeah, so you could. You could get away with calling him grandson number three for a little while if you wanted to. Yeah, well, maybe not. He's got that big smile when I do say his name, so uh, he must he must understand more than I think he does. Well, there you go. That's pretty neat that you noticed that, and that and he notices that <laughs> as well. That's pretty cool. It's a lot of fun, I will say. Well, safe travels down to Dallas. I know you're used used to that trip at this point, so nothing. I am. This time I get to. My wife is on the road right now, so this time I'm flying down and then flying home. Hopefully, arriving in time for a little Chiefs game on Sunday. Mm, Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, that could be an uphill struggle for them. But anyway, it'll be a fun weekend uh, in Dallas with the boys, and um, looking forward to that. Fantastic. Well, uh, enjoy yourself. Safe travels down there, and I look forward to. You got to bring us back a, a fun grandson story. You know, <laughs> ne- next time we get together to record, I want to hear about yeah. it. I'll have to. I'll have to trim them back because there will be many. That's right. Now, David, I'm going to uh, throw you under the bus a little bit here. Today's episode was originally going to be three retirement income <laughs> challenges you might not expect, because good things come in threes, folks, but not today. Uh, we, we, we culled the list down to two to narrow our focus a little bit. So uh, th- throwing a fun little jab at David, he was just he was writing that third one, and he was like, you know what? Forget it. We're just going to go yeah. with the two today. So. It was a struggle, and I thought, these first two are so good that I don't need a third. Fantastic. Well, let's dive into them, David. Um, first of all, what, I mean, I guess there's lots of income challenges we do expect. That would be maybe a whole other podcast. So why do you want to focus on the ones we might not expect on today's show? Well, because I think about, I mean, almost all my clients are retired. And so that's, that's a lot of what I think about. But I think when you, when you retire, sometimes you don't really, you, you, you kind of have a plan. Hopefully, you're, if you're working with somebody, you have a really good plan, and you've kind of figured that the plan's going to go according to Hoyle. These two things that, I, um, that we're going to talk about today are things that can throw you off track, one of, the which, one of which is we're right in the middle of. And I'm, I'm not getting nervous calls, but I'm getting some nervous looks from clients when we're, when we're meeting, kind of looking at me going, are you sure this is going to be okay? Uh, and what I'm talking about, obviously, is the market downturn that we're mm-hmm. in. The uh, eyebrows is, are a bit raised. Right well, now. they are. And so this is, a, this is a normal time for people to get really nervous, especially those that don't have a very good plan. And so what, how I got started thinking about this podcast topic, there have been two new studies that came out. I think either last week or the week before we, we, we mentioned the 4% rule. I think you were asking me about rules in investment planning and are they worth anything. Right. And one of them was the 4% rule. And basically that says whenever you retire, you can take out 4% of your nest egg each year and then give yourself a little cost of living increase each year. And, to do, and if you do that, you're very likely to not run out of money. And that rule was created like in 1974 or something. 
And there's a lot of things that have changed since then. The new studies that have come out, one from maybe Stanford, one from the University of Missouri, said that the 4% rule is now the 2% rule because interest rates have been low for so long. Oh my, 2%. And we're living longer. So you're going to need the money longer and earnings rates are lower. So I got to thinking, I don't have any clients that are at risk of needing the 2% rule. So, but there are some challenges as you're cobbling together your retirement income. And so that's really where this particular podcast came from was reading through that study and trying to decide how relevant is that rule for the people that I work with and, and who I expect are the, the, the listeners to this podcast. So I love the idea and the thought process behind that. So if the ups and downs of the market, I mean, I, I guess this one's a little bit funny, right? Because we do expect volatility in retirement, but you're saying that it's an income challenge that a lot of people don't expect. Well, they get worried about whether their income plan is going to remain intact because their investments are down. And so I'm going to, I'm going to discuss two strategies here, not in detail and certainly not a strategy. This is not a recommendation for anybody listening to this podcast. But if you have a good plan in place, a down market can make you question if I'm going to be okay. Are my, is my money going to last as long as I do? So the downturn might not impact your plan, but it can absolutely impact your emotion. And your emotions are what cause you to do stupid things when the market is cycling through a down cycle like we're in right now. Just to do a level set, the S&P 500 is down about 25% right now, down again today. And if you listen to my la our last couple of podcasts, you have a pretty good idea that I think that we're in for another 10 or maybe 20% down before we turn around. And so I am confident, I had mentioned this in the last three or four podcasts, but the, the median downturn, the median drawdown annually in the stock market since 1928 is 13%. You can think of that median, you can think of that as the average drawdown. So since 1928, basically every year the market has gone through a significant downturn. And when you talk to somebody about, you know, if you, the market could be down 10 or 12 or 13% and they go, I get that. But when they look at their statement and they used to have a million dollars saved for retirement and it's down by $130,000, well, their emotions can take over and they're likely to do something silly like, hey, Dave, hey, Mr. Advisor, I need this money. We need to sell. And that's almost always a bad idea. Selling at 20, if you haven't raised cash by now, then down 25% is very likely not your time to get nervous and sell. So here are a couple of different strategies. One is widely used. The second one is actually what I do here. And I'm not neither of them is going to be super detailed, but let me tell you that what those strategies are. One is a basically a three bucket strategy. I'll bet sometime in the last year I've mentioned this on one of these podcasts. But in order to not get overly nervous when the market is cratering like it is right now, if you knew that you had a year's worth of spending in a pretty safe, pretty liquid account, maybe a money market account, which all of a sudden now is earning something, whereas for the last decade, it's earned zero. But if you knew where your income was going to come from for the next year, you'd probably think to yourself, this market downturn is temporary. 
And a year or two from now, it might be recovered back to where it was. So let's say you have 10 or 15% of your nest egg in something that's pretty safe and pretty liquid. And that would be bucket one. And maybe bucket two says, well, for the money I'm going to need over the next two to five years, I'm going to have that in some pretty stable investments, maybe some short-term bonds. Are they going to earn you a bunch? No. Are they going to go down a bunch when the market goes down? No. So it's kind of a a, a ballast or a, a weighting mechanism where it allows you, if you have these safer type investments in buckets one and two, you can wait out a 20, a 30, a 50% downturn in the longer term bucket because you can remind yourself, hey, I'm not going to need that money for a lot of years. So that's one method. I actually have a few clients that we use that method with, but my preferred method is a method whereby we look at a couple of different moving averages in the stock market. And that helps us identify whether we're in a long-term uptrend or whether we reversed to what could be a long-term, but certainly an intermediate term downtrend. And when that reversal takes place, we raise a significant amount of cash. It is not out of the ordinary for my average client right now to have 40% of their portfolio in a money market account and another 40% in short-term bonds. So at this point, based on this timing mechanism I use, which is not market timing, but it's trying to read read the signs of the times, read the, the weather forecast. And this looks like it could be a very heavy, heavy downpour for a for quite some time, which is why we have so much money moved off to the side. So I have friends that that ask me, boy, you must be getting a lot of calls from clients. And I'm like, you know, actually, no, I'm not, because they know that I've already slid a lot of their money out of the market. So they're not sitting there wondering if the portfolio is going to go down another 20%. They're feeling pretty confident that when this indicator reverses, we're going to have a lot of cash and short-term bonds to redeploy into the market. So Walter, the takeaway from this first point is that there is not, nothing is perfect. If you have too much risk, then you go down too far. If you have not enough risk, then you don't earn anything with the markets going up. Is my system perfect? Absolutely not. Is it really good? I think it's really good because it keeps my clients from getting really nervous when the market's going down. Does the bucket strategy work? It absolutely does. And it's not perfect either. Because when when you're in a long-term uptrend, you wish you had a lot more money at risk because a rising tide floats all boats. So the takeaway for me is there's not a perfect method. You need to have a method, whether set up by yourself or your advisor, that you have a lot of confidence in and that has a nice, long, historical track record of working. And if it fits your emotional setup, then you're probably not going to have an emotional outcry when the market's down another 5 or 8% because you know that you're still on track to make your money last as long as you do. And that's where confidence in your plan comes from, is having a plan and understanding that it can weather whatever the market throws at you. 
It's a great breakdown, David. And uh, let's let's turn the page from that stock market question and uh, element that we might not expect to our retirement income. What about the challenge of minimizing taxes in retirement? I think anybody would say that's probably a goal, but why might that be an unexpected challenge? One of the challenges, because we now have a $31 trillion deficit in the United States, and there's a very high likelihood that the Trump tax cuts will be allowed to expire at the end of 2025, which means everybody's taxes are going up. And the better you've done for yourself in retirement while you were working, your taxes are very likely to go up more. Because with interest rates now being 3 4 5% on these treasuries, all of a sudden the United States government is spending maybe a trillion dollars a year just on the interest on the national debt. So things are changing. Taxes are very likely to go up. The old rule of thumb used to be, well, the most efficient withdrawal strategy in retirement is to spend down your non-IRA money first and keep that tax deferral in place for as long as you can. I would say that if you have if you're not in a risk of being pushed into a higher tax bracket when your required minimum distributions start, then that's probably a perfectly fine strategy. But I have a lot of clients that once they turn 72, the government is going to start making them, them take money out of their IRA accounts that they don't want. They don't need that money, but there's a requirement that they take money out of those accounts. And of course, be taxed on it at their highest marginal tax bracket they would otherwise be in. So what that tells me is there are I have a lot of clients that are better off taking certain monies out of their IRAs to make their their income work, take it out before they turn 72, then waiting until the the RMD crush comes and sends their tax bracket higher. Here's the thing that happens with most with many of my clients. They've got a social security or two payment that comes into their house. They might have a pension and that pretty much covers their expenses other than maybe they have some extraordinaries that they might take out of their IRA account. But once they start required distributions, their income is going to go up significantly and push them into the next higher tax bracket. Real numbers. If you get a million dollar IRA, at age 72, the government is going to come along and say, you have to take about 37 grand out of that account. By the time you're 85 and that million dollar portfolio is still there in an IRA, you have to take out about $75,000 because they want to tax it. If your um, IRA is a million and a half, well, then at age 72, that's about a $55,000 distribution that you have to take. At age 85, that's over $110,000 that they're going to make you take out of that account, all of which, every penny of which will be taxable. So it's really the time before your required distributions that you have an opportunity to solve, to partially solve this retirement income challenge that occurs once you turn 72. Because once required distributions start, the IRS has you exactly where they want you. You're not going to change your Social Securities. You're not going to change your pension payouts. 
And then all of a sudden you have a big distribution that you are required to take out every year. And at that point, you're in a permanently high tax bracket. So there are opportunities before you turn 72. Those things include, and past podcasts have gone through this, maybe it's time to take a serious look at a, um, a Roth conversion. Maybe you're unlikely to get all of your IRA out. You don't need to get all of your IRA out of an IRA status and into Roth, but every little bit can reduce the taxes you're going to pay once required distributions start. Another is to um, take the, the money that you need to live on. If your Social Securities, maybe you don't have a pension, and so you have two Social Securities. You have a pot of non-IRA money and a pot of IRA money. It can make some sense for certain taxpayers to take money out of the IRA before they're required to because they're in a lower bracket. These are all things that, that if you're a super good do-it-yourselfer, you need to spend a little time thinking through, how can I minimize my taxes in retirement, especially before age 72? If you're not a super good do-it-yourselfer, then ask your advisor, are there things I should be doing now to reduce my taxes before the RMD trap comes up or before the and or before the Trump tax cuts expire in December of 2025. So, Walter, both of these things are applicable. They're less applicable to people who didn't save a, a good amount of money while they were working for their retirement. They are hugely applicable. If you did well for yourself, you've saved a bunch of money for retirement, and now you're close to or in retirement, and you'd like to make some changes around the edges that will mean less stress for you in the future. Great breakdown, David. I think the message of the show today, at least what resonated with me heavily, uh, was just that of uh, being proactive uh, in, on both of these accounts. Some proactive planning can help you take those unexpected challenges, turn them into expected challenges, and thus able to develop a plan around them. And so that's uh, a good reminder, I think, for everybody listening to today's show. Get a plan in place and uh, make sure that you're being proactive about some of these elements. And yeah. if you want to do that, you want to get proactive and put together a financial plan, maybe it's not something you've done before in the past, put together a comprehensive plan, well, you can go through the CPR process, the Complete Planning Review, with David and the team at KC Financial Advisors at 913-317-1414. It's the number to call to get in touch. Or you can go to CoverYourAssetsKC.com and contact David and the team through the website. We'll put the links and uh, to the contact information in the description of today's show so you can find it easily. David, thank you for the help, and uh, enjoy that trip to Dallas. And thank you for your guidance today, and we'll look forward to chatting again soon. I uh, will look forward to talking to you next week, Walter. All right, sounds good. New episodes every week. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And we'll see you next time on Cover Your Assets, KC. Investment advisory services offered through ChangePath LLC, a registered investment advisor. ChangePath LLC and KC Financial Advisors are separate companies.